Hey there, it's Craig. And let me just start out by asking you a question. How's your attention to detail? We're going to talk about that in today's episode. Join me. Welcome back to the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Craig Ansell, and this is episode 86. How's your attention to detail? Today's podcast topic was inspired when I was traveling around our local neighborhood and had some interactions with some of the local businesses. Before I went out one day, I placed a call to a business so that I could ask them to prepare my order in advance. I was greeted with, can I put you on hold? So I thought, well, yes. Her response, okay, no problem. It was as if she was doing me a favor by saying, okay, no problem. I'll put you on hold. Believe it or not, she came back to me after about 10 minutes of being on hold. Then I said, hi, I'd like to place a to-go order. You know what? Her response Let me grab a pen for you. Hold on again. Now, while that sounds kind of funny and maybe odd to some of you that I would consider a podcast episode about attention to detail, I think a lot of this happens in our daily lives. And we can be part of the concern. How much attention to detail do we each put into our daily lives? Here's another example. I occasionally travel for work and we'll use a debit card or the company credit card. On the back of both my debit and company credit card, I have check ID. I don't sign the cards, but I have that statement, check ID, so that they basically have to ask for a second form of identification. My thought process behind it is that if I sign my debit and company credit card, placing my signature there, and somebody finds it, All they would need to do is practice it and copy it, and then it's a spot-on match. The verification process essentially is useless in my mind. Maybe I'm thinking about it incorrectly, but that's just something I've done for years, and it's worked well. So back to my second story, my second example. I actually can still recall where I was and when it happened last year. I'll tell you when it happened at the end of this short story. So after I finished my meal at a restaurant, I paid with my credit or debit card. The server turned it around and said, oh, I need to check your ID. And I said, oh yeah, is that company policy? She responded with, no, it says right here in the back, check your ID. I was very appreciative that she actually took the time to turn the card over, read it and process what it was saying. The unfortunate part of our conversation then continued with, you know, it's the middle of June. You're the first person, the first vendor to ask to check my ID this year. That's kind of sad, isn't it? Many of us make debit or credit card purchases on a frequent basis, sometimes several a day. We may interact with machines quite a bit, but there's still that one-to-one connection at some of our server stations, restaurants, and so forth. I've had a number of servers flip the card over just to see that there was something on the back, 
but there's no possible way they actually had time to read it, just turning it over to see if there was literally ink or writing on the back, let alone if it was legible, understandable, a signature, or an instruction, it wouldn't matter. So here I was, in the middle of last year, the first time that I was asked to show a second form of ID to confirm who I was. And I told the server how proud of her I was, and I really appreciate the fact of what she did and how she was doing it. And she told me, it's my job. Interesting. So back to our topic, how's your attention to detail? I wonder on a daily basis for each of us, how much detail do we process, understand, and react to? On the other hand, how much detail do we overlook? Are we willing to overlook detail? I believe this willingness to overlook details is a sign of laziness. To connect it, let's go over a few examples. You notice something out of the corner of your eye. Maybe it's out of place, not in the right location. I don't know, there's some dust or dirt. And the first thing in your mind might be, oh, I'll get to that later, or It's not that bad. It can wait. In my personal example, I recently was working in the garage over the weekend, and I left some tools and materials out the night before, knowing that I would continue the job the next day. Well, I would walk in and out of the garage through the evening and the next morning before I started the project, or rather continued the project, and it was difficult to navigate around the materials and tools. It was almost a safety hazard the way I had to step around them, and I knew better. But I just said in my head, silently, that's not that bad. It can wait. I'm going to use those things later. So I wonder, how many times has each of us said, I'll get to that later? Here's the problem with getting to it later. That can lead to our own acceptance of procrastination. But we'll talk about that later. I'm just kidding. Think about it. Having a strong attention to detail is a gift. And if you don't feel you have that, you can start working on that right now, listening to this podcast. Start picking up on things around you, what you hear, what you see, the placement of objects, how well tools are put away, how well, I don't know if you work in a kitchen, how well all the serving dishes and utensils are put away, how well is everything organized? Is there something that's bothered you for quite a while? A squeaky drawer? Something difficult to open at home? When you come home, your door sticks? Or your lock is too difficult to turn? Or maybe, I don't know, you have a a vehicle light that's out. Could be a turn signal, a headlight, and you have the fog lights and other things working. So you'll just get to that later. There's plenty of examples. Maybe you're at work and using some type of office equipment, a squeaky drawer, uh, a difficult mouse you have to shake or, uh, you know, stay really close to the computer because the wireless is starting to get weak and you should replace the battery. There's numbers of things we can think of in our daily lives for personal as well as in our work lives that could be affected by our attention to detail and our inability to process detail. So... Back to our own acceptance or potential acceptance of procrastination. When we see the world differently, looking at it with attention to detail, and we process things differently, that gives us the ability to act. As I said before in a prior episode, 
the decision to make an indecision or lack of a choice is a choice in itself. Will you choose today, using your attention to detail, to take action and correct something, especially that's been nagging you or a pet peeve of yours for quite some time, something that's bothered you, and that if you fix it, you can move on? Or will you just ignore it, recognizing that detail, but not putting any effort towards correcting it? Now, maybe you can't correct it on your own, and you need to get a handyman or someone from maintenance or a skilled trade, such as an electrician, a plumber, um, garage door service, automotive technician, whatever the case may be, to help you out. But I think for today's episode, talking about our attention to detail, we should use it more sharply, more strongly, each and every day for both our personal and professional lives. And since this is the Career Growth Made Easy podcast, we'll talk a little bit about our attention to detail with regards to our career growth journey. Regardless of what field of work you're in, or if you're between jobs, everything you do, everything you touch, and everything you say, as well as what you hear, can have greater attention to detail applied. For conversations... Choose your words more carefully. Maybe speak a little slower. Pause between sentences and conversation topics. The pause allows others the time to respond and connect with your stories and your messages. However, once they respond, use your newfound attention to detail. Process what they shared with you a little differently. Pick a key point or two that you hold on to and remind yourself of until there's time to respond to them and recognize that you heard them and communicate back something about those one or two points of detail. Maybe you'd like to compliment it and share a similar story by recognizing what they said. Maybe they said something that piqued your interest. Let them know that. Hey, when you brought up this topic, I was interested in what you explained. Do you have any more details? Or how did you go about solving that problem with topic X? That was just a brief discussion for attention to detail with conversations. Now we turn our focus to written communication, emails, texts, and even paperwork such as resumes. For emails, take the time to read it through and maybe highlight or document down the key points in the email when you read it, so that you make sure that you respond efficiently and effectively when you reply. And by the way, about email and clean and clear responses and clearing up your work plate, because a lot of us are overwhelmed by email, I have a specific episode on that that I'll put in the show notes for you to look into. It's got a lot of great content And I also have a free download for you to print out to help you. It'll work great in your personal and your professional lives. I would print out two copies and keep them out all the time. It will help you stop the overwhelm of email overload. But back to email. It's really about the attention to detail. Do we get bombarded so much that we just gloss over it and glance over it quickly and then maybe respond with a point or two, but not answer all the questions? Maybe we're too vague and general when we respond with our answers. The more detail we respond with, the more likely we're to satisfy and close the questions that are in the person's email 
and likely not get additional follow-up emails. Now, talking about paperwork rather than email, I'll tell you that resumes are a common source of problems when it comes to attention to detail. If you have one, do you know where it is? Don't let that attention to detail, knowing its location, be a problem. Find it. Print it out now. Pull it out of the drawer. Maybe after this episode, you might want to make a note to yourself to go find it. Take a look at it. Don't try to read it. Just take a look at it. How does it present itself? Imagine it as a piece of artwork and an imaginary frame around it, which is the white border, the white edge with no text on all four sides. How does the document look the first time you see it? Is it plain? Is it black and white? Or does it have some color to it and pop out? Does it look like it has a nice consistent white frame, your edge, your border, basically your margin? Or is it inconsistent? Maybe it's off-center, horizontally and off-center vertically. What are your first thoughts in the first couple seconds when you pick up your resume? Wow, this looks well-organized and clearly defined spaces and margins. I can clearly see the story, the sections. Think about that. If you're out in the job market right now, your resume could be the source of a problem of why you're not getting callbacks or getting interviews. It could also be your attention to detail. How strongly have you explained your background and experiences? Were they general and vague, or were they detailed and to the point, highlighting your values to a future potential hiring company? So, the reason why I brought up today's episode title, How's Your Attention to Detail, is because I had a few involvements last year and even recently with some local vendors that made me think, made me think about how do I handle things? How do I use and perceive my own attention to detail? And better yet, once I recognize something is out of place because I'm using my attention to detail, what do I do about it? Well, I can tell you that I started working on cleaning up my garage in a more timely manner after each day or each part of the afternoon when I completed a project. I would put those certain types of tools away Yes, I might have other projects to do that afternoon or that evening, but it doesn't mean I'm going to use that same tool set. So put that away, and maybe I pull out a different toolbox later. That way, they'll be where they are. It'll be a safer environment to walk through and walk around. And if I need something, I know exactly where there are. A place for their things and things in their place. Oh, by the way, I went back and took a look at my editorial calendar for podcasts. It's episode three overloaded by email and text. Make sure you listen to that if you've ever felt overwhelmed with email or even receiving texts from friends or coworkers. It not only helps with how you read and process emails, but how you respond as well as how you create emails. There's a printout like I mentioned, so don't forget to go to my website, craigansell.com, and go to the resources tab to download that. It's completely free. I have a number of other resources and downloads as well, so please check that out. I'm always looking for your feedback and would be happy to hear from you if there's something that you really appreciated or if there's something in your life that you have questions on, we are here to help. So don't waste your attention to detail. Start using it more strongly today. I hope today's episode inspired you, especially as we're now into the new year. 
Use the gifts you've been given and put them to greater use today. God bless you. This has been your host, Craig Ansell of the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. You can check us out on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook, as well as our website. Have a wonderful week ahead.